Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 622 of The Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, we'll be chatting with filmmaker John Huddles about his movie The Philosophers, an absolutely awesome piece of work available now as a digital download. Catching up with him to talk more about that. He's direct from New York. Somebody who's direct from a little closer is Craig Halford. He performs many a song of Meatloaf as Mate Live. You can hear all about his forthcoming gigs. We'll be hearing about the album Waves from the King's Parade. Ollie joining us for a chat on that one. Also on the music front, Certain Have Sunshine. We'll be catching up with not only Nick and Judith, but also their performer on this track in the collective. That's Taylor Styles finding out what's going on there. Plus, we'll be hearing from LGBT plus Sparkle about the work they've been doing when it comes down to foster care awareness. That's on the way on the show this week. Certain have sunshine with the video available now, the single released, and everybody having a fantastic time with the music. To give us an update on what is happening, I've got Taylor, I've got Nick, and I've got Judith. Hello to you all. Hello. Hi. So first of all, Judith, give us an update on what's going on. Okay, so uh, the first big news is that some of us have met for the first time. Which is quite exciting. <laughs> it's really well, exciting. Some of us have never met. <laughs> so we've been, yeah. working, we've been working together a long time, um, you know, via Zoom and throughout lockdown in lots of different ways remotely. And um, over the last few weeks, a lot of us have met for the first time in the flesh, which has been really, really nice. Um, so I think Nick met... Dan in the flesh, who's the animator. I met Taylor in the flesh for the first time back two weeks ago, wasn't it? <laughs> Which yeah. was really great. It was really nice. So, um, yeah, so that's a, a really nice post-lockdown thing happening. And um, we are with the, the, the whole concept of Sunshine, the collaboration that's there, and yeah, working together in the face of adversity pretty much. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's all part of the ethos of the, of the, of the campaign and the music. And uh, I, I know, uh, Taylor, when you're currently off actually working and you've got a fantastic dance uh, thing that you're doing at the minute. How's that all going for you? Yeah, it's really good. We're just setting up the stage now. So we're basically setting up... A, it's called Chance to Dance, and we give like everybody like an opportunity to have a dance chance on a stage i guess so they get a chance to dance on the stage we pretty much build the stage for them and yeah we film it and you know everybody's dancing having a good time so at the moment we're doing our studio tour i don't know if you can see it on the back but yeah studio tour so we're touring around the country doing loads of studio tours and yeah it's really good it's really good but it's the skills that you and all the other members of this collective have brought to it from different angles that have really made it special isn't it yeah 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 so i mean what what happens now then so uh, nick where, where where are we at with the actual release what's gone on so far well the response has been really positive i mean it's been people are saying nice things and well that's understandable because uh, it's actually blooming awesome we wouldn't have had you back if it wasn't worth you. a listen <laughs> thank you so much yeah thank you so, uh, well, the, there's the video, there's the release of the video now, which gives it a new blast of energy. And uh, and also, uh, you know, uh, Dan has come up with some amazing, Dan the animator, Dan Crew, by the way, a star also, an incredible creator. Yeah. You know, uh, he's come up with some brilliant ideas for the following videos. So the following videos are going to all interlink. Mm -hmm. So this first video is like the first one, get introduced to some of the characters and then each single will be released with a, a video that interlinks with the other one. So there's a story over uh, overarching this whole thing, which is a really interesting idea. So instead of four separate videos, four separate singles, they all link. Mm. So that's a really exciting thing, you know, quite apart from the music, you know. Uh, it's, the uh, shelf I view is it's all going to be set against the backdrop of Wolverhampton as well, yeah. because the story, a certain story is about um, people in Wolverhampton, um, and uh, so if you watch carefully, you're going to see places and people that you might recognise. Okay, I, I, I may have to have words if I'm featuring a video at some uh -huh. point. That'd be quite cool. A little me in the background somewhere. Be be kind on the weight thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's if uh, it, it is about a collective of talent. I mean, Taylor's just one of the stars. Uh, how else is it all starting to sort of gel into place even further now? So one of the things we want to do next is um, we want to put some concerts on, and um, so all of the artists um, are, are artists in their own right you know with their own um, songs as well and so one of the things that we want to do is put a series of concerts on with um, the artists showcasing their own material 
and then coming together at the end with a big sort of certain party um, where we'll be able to play the, the certain um, music together because all the artists are singing on each other's recordings as well. So it'd be really nice to just get everyone on the stage at the end and go through a certain set. And, um, and yeah, have a preview of the new singles and um, and also a chance to see all the artists um, performing their own right. Because they are all really talented. Yeah, yeah I really mean, we, 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 we've picked that up on, on that so far. I mean, just, just to, to hear what we've heard has been absolutely awesome. And if you're looking for an MC for the night, you know where to find me. So uh, that would be great <laughs> to actually see it all for real. And, um, and the other thing that's happening is, um, so behind the whole certain story is a script um so that there is this story in development which is a kind of 2021 commitment style kind of drama um but with certain um, original songs um behind it and um so we're looking at a multimedia approach so dan's going to be putting together some more animations and bringing in the different characters and bringing it all together we're looking at doing podcast episodes and some live action filming as well so that's all in the pipeline. That all sounds good. I mean, Taylor, what's it been like for you? Obviously, because you, you have got your own music, you obviously got the dance, you, you, you're basically the yeah. complete package when it comes to this sort of stuff. And has it <laughs> helped with your own work as well? Yeah, it definitely helps with my own work. It's definitely, you know, anything to do with music helps. Um, where I can find time to do a lot of my music and dancing, if I'm doing that, I'm happy, I'm more than happy. So anything to regards to music or dancing, I'm more than happy. So yeah, it's definitely pushing everything that I'm doing, so it's great. He's up for everything, right? He's up for everything. He's always there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I would say he has got some incredible moves. Anybody who would like to see Taylor in action, if you if you check out our Instagram page, I think it's Certain Media UK, you can see he has got some awesome moves. There's even a tutorial <laughs> if you want to dance like Taylor, which we have tried, but I have to say, not that successful. No, I put my back <laughs> out. People will know. People will know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say, say, on Insta, maybe it'll be the next TikTok sensation as well. Yes. <laughs> Fingers maybe. crossed. Let's okay, so what do we do to find out more about what's happening? Because we're going to uh, share the video, take a listen to the track, and uh, yeah, we've got all that going on. But what, what can we do now to interact and become part of the certain journey? Okay, so the easiest way is to go to the website, which is certain.media. Um, and from there, you can get to all the bits and pieces of videos on there. You can get to the Instagram. You can check out Taylor's dance moves on there. And uh, <laughs> it basically weaves out food to everything. Um, I should also say that if you want to check out some of Dan's work, Daniel Crew, um, who's the animator, amazing animator that, that, that worked on this uh, video, it's danielcrew.co.uk um, because he's awesome. A local lad, just amazing. <laughs> yeah. it's, but this is all about Wolverhampton talent, isn't it, across the board? It is really. It is. It is, it yeah. is. And it's, it, it's just mesmerising just how much there is there. Yeah. It's just, just that your part, this part of the world is just yeah. blowing with um, just talent. And I, 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 we've been gobsmacked, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. It just needs to... just needs to be seen. Yeah, it just needs life. to be heard, you know. This is it. Let's get it shared and let's all be part of it. It's going to be an absolutely awesome uh, yeah, chance to explore this talent. And give us the uh, the rundown on the, the next set of single releases and who's involved in those. Okay, so um, next one is going to be Ange Lloyd um, and it's a, it's a belter of a <laughs> single um, and that's going to be coming out at the end of summer. Um, so we're looking towards the end of August for that. And then the one to follow that is the beautiful voice of Amara Latchford. Okay. And that's coming, um, I think January we're looking at. January. January. January and then the final one, which will be a kind of anniversary one, and hopefully have everybody on it, will be led by Connor Brooks. And that's coming out um, hopefully a year from this first release. Okay. So that's awesome to look forward to. And uh, so that can be found on all the socials. So give us the details on where we can find everything to do with certain. Just again. Yeah, so certain.media, that's the place to find it. And Taylor, come on, we've got to get all your socials as well because yeah. you're rather busy. Yes. And so you've got music in your own right as well as part of the project. Of course, yes. So you can follow me on my Instagram at taylorstylesofficial, and that's with a Z as well. So styles with a Z, official. And uh, if you want to search anything to do on my website, you can just type in taylorstyles.uk. And anything Taylor Styles with a Z on the end, you'll find me. So that's that's all it is. Over there, dance moves, wearing a hoodie and a cap at the same time, all those skill sets <laughs> that you have, uh, you'll be able to get, to get all of that. Well, uh, SA, it's an amazing project. We will talk when the next single comes out. And uh, as I say, I'd love to be involved in any of the work that you're doing. It'd be fantastic to be part of this uh, this whole project. And uh, yeah, enjoy some brilliant music and you know, the graphics and uh, everything else that goes along with it from a brilliant group of talented people. Thank you. 
thank you all for joining us. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you very much. So much. much. <laughs> all the best. Thank you. Philosophers is a fantastic movie which is available now on digital. The writer and the man behind the whole concept is John Huddle, who joins me now. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. How are you? I'm very well. And uh, I have to say, I am only partway through watching this because I had my screener and I didn't get the opportunity to watch it all before we got to talk. But I am absolutely adoring this film. It is absolutely fantastic. Oh. And the stars you've got in here are awesome, but I think it's down to the quality of the writing and the concept behind it that they will be there. I, I, that is so very kind of you. I mean, it's. Uh, it, I think we were super lucky to get a cast of that caliber. A lot of them were just starting out in their professions. A few of them have been in it for a long time, even though they're all very young, with the exception of James Darcy, who was and remains in his prime. But yeah, I mean, taking... That bunch of kids, I say kids because they mostly were kids, over to Indonesia, where we shot the whole movie, was a trip in many, in more ways than one. The look of the film, and it's like Indonesia it comes across very well, uh, but you've got uh, a group of students and a teacher, uh, all of whom are approaching the end of their philosophy course. And mm -hmm. they, they are all, at the start, quite uh, kind of sure of themselves. They've done the course, they know where they are, they know who they're going to be. But this is really tested by the last day of term scenario. And uh, does this tie in with something that happened to yourself? Or where did this story first come from? Uh, you know, it, 
I think I would have enjoyed <laughs> uh, such a scenario happening to me. I, I can't claim that it did. Um, I, I never was a student of philosophy per se. I think I might have become interested in it at first on Wikipedia. Probably I shouldn't admit that, but it's <laughs> the case. Um, or Encyclopedia Britannica, probably, if we're going back in the day with what I, where I was uh, researching things mm-hmm. um, as a kid. Um, and to the extent that it is an academic setting, yeah, that's something I was very familiar with. I've been to a lot of schools, and I think there's an enjoyability factor that I was always, uh, I remember nostalgically about confronting my teachers and my professors, even when I was too young to have any idea what I was talking about. And they were um, humoring me, I'm sure. (laughs) And it probably grew more from uh, my recollection of that uh, as a as an environment in which to tell a story, and it's a, a story here that tests uh, understanding of the of the people as we get to know them. Because we, we start off, we meet two of the students uh, who are lovers at the start of the film, mm. and we see how that relationship is tested and 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 used uh, as part of the thought experiment that's going on. And although we know that the students themselves, when they would be going through this, are in the classroom, uh, the settings that shows us their reality in this imagined world uh, has so many layers, so much texture. And it's it's, it's interesting the way in which the stories it's told, so it's it's coming from the teacher's mind, but it's taking over us and and we're getting to, to... you know, root for some of these students, not for others. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it, you're playing psychology with your audience as well as the kids in the room. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, and it's kind of you to point out some, some of those uh, elements of the story. You know, the one thing that executives were worried about in, in advance of making this movie was our kids quote unquote smart enough for it, which to me is the most insane proposition because kids are as smart as you allow them to be and never as dumb as adults want to make them out to be. So that factored in both the, um, you know, the, 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 the general proposition of treating children as, or kids, you know, young people, whatever you want to call it, age 16, 17, 18, as not fully formed adults, of course, but people whose, whose brains are capable of engaging in battles of ideas and whose psychology is not immature. It may be not fully developed, but it is certainly vibrant and alive and open to the interchange and even the the, the fights that we see in this movie, whether they be uh, rendered um, as physical physical fights or if they are um, a, a matter of sort of verbal jousting. All those things, in my experience, truly exist in the world of adolescents and young people. So to be able to try to f- frame a story in which, in an exciting way, that could come alive was, was really the aspiration. Yeah, these people, uh, however we see their minds, they're all of that age where they are aesthetically pleasing. And uh, <laughs> I mean, that becomes a, a part of the story as well, in a way, because they, they all have... Uh, uh, an impression of themselves, both you know, in what they see, but also in the way in which they're being told to think about the minds here. It's a really good point. And, you know, the, the first thing I have to say is it is a movie and there are certain you know, requirements starting with, you need to like what you're looking at um, <laughs> in some way, shape or form. And, um, and yeah, I mean, the, the look of the movie is important because it's, uh, the hope is that it transports you to a different place, to a place that you might not want to find yourself in physically, but um, in in the world of your imagination, you would like to spend time. I mean, for me, at least that's important. I, I'm not looking for, um, the, the, it, it reminds me of, uh, a, of a comment made by um, Fran Leibowitz, the brilliant New York wit and writer who has just been the subject of, and she's been the subject of many, um, things through the years, but Martin Scorsese has just made a brilliant, I think it's a six part series called um, About Her and only about her called Pretend It's a City. She's mm-hmm. really a raconteur. You, you may or may not have heard of her. And she says in this Scorsese um, 
a piece that I've just watched, I think it's Netflix, um, that a book or a movie in her mind shouldn't be what people are constantly saying it should be, which is a mirror held up to you. It should be a window or, a, you know, a little easier, a door to go through. Mm -hmm. And that's, at least for me, the, the, the fun of watching a movie. I'm less interested in trying to see reflected back at me my own experience than living for this period of time in a, in a world I can't really get to. So that's a long way of saying we really cared a lot about the look, the look of the characters, the look of Indonesia, and we really w w strove to present, you know, the present presented in its in its in its um, in its beauty and in its awesomeness. Well, yes, yeah, so the, the landscapes and the look and and the overlays and the effects that you've used and the lighting as well. I mean, all of this has come into play. But I, I mean, I want to touch along that uh, alongside the sound as well. But uh, yeah, because the, the the way in which all the speech here is delivered, it's very you know rich sound. When you've got James Darcy's voice, I mean that in itself is just like listening to treacle. Uh, but uh, the way you've picked that up and the way you've used that sound and the, the way in which that overlays what we see and the way in which the, you get voiceovers from the other characters as they explore the mind games that are being played, and alongside those images and the way you've used. Indonesia as a backdrop because it, it is uh, alien to most of us uh, whether we're US or UK based it's not a world that we would see all the time. I couldn't agree with you more and to set the story at an international school yields another for me at least um, interesting valuable result which is to see the 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 mix of ethnicities and personalities and kids from around the world who live as we all do to uh, some extent in this interdependent world. It, it, you know, at first I had an executive say, couldn't this be said at a prep school in New England? And I said, it could, but why do we want to do less rather than more? Why do we want to, why do we want to echo something from the 1950s instead of the way the, the world really is now? And so in its microcosm of, of nationalities, I, I thought that was a, a great opportunity. I didn't question that though. I didn't even pick pick up on that. I, I I saw a group of people, and and didn't necessarily see that. And we'd hope that we wouldn't in this day and age in in, in at that level. But that you you get that from the way I suppose the characters have got a different understanding of the the traits that are given to them. Yeah, I I think that's right. Look. It, you maybe didn't think that because well, I think the UK is more sophisticated to begin with than 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 and and the British are than Americans with respect to the wide world around them, and it's still the case here that films are often constructed more out of fear or or worry than out of and I'm not talking about I'm not necessarily talking about on the creative level, but I'm certainly talking about at the executive oversight level and mm -hmm. you know we understand the impulse but we have to fight against that so that also extends to what you were nice enough to comment on earlier which is the sort of the structure of the story a lot executives tend to think that anything that anything aimed at, at young people should be as straightforwardly presented as possible and my position is exactly the opposite like if you're ever going to be complex be complex when your audience are teenagers and people in their 20s because mm. they're open to it mm. well but equally though you've got the people of a young age in there but that means that anyone of any age who's older than can with, identify with that point in their life so whoever you are you can see when that was you and I, th I think that gives you uh, a way to speak to everybody. I hope so. And I think that, that the James Darcy character, who is the adult in the room at all times, even though, as you point out, he has, you know, th there's more there than meets the eye um, in his thoughts and his, his stratagem, stratagems and his, uh, his, his goals. But he really represents, in some ways, 
both the adult eye on things and our eye as adults into the story. So, but, yeah, but he's still young enough to be able to identify with those students as well. So they can identify with him because he's not a professor in his 50s, 60s, right. 70s. Right. He's somebody who at least understands what their generation has, whether it be from technology or social media, that sort of thing. They've grown, he's grown with it as well. I, yeah, I think you're exactly right. And he, in some ways, is chasing after the students uh, in, in, these, in these mind games and also propelling them through it. it, it James Darcy is such a, 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 such a wonderful actor who's, whose command of, sort of the big moment is equal to his command of the subtle moment. And that was such a great gift to, to this story um, without which we couldn't have gone as far. No, and, and, the, and the threat of the apocalypse, which the students are, are dealing with, and uh, it's, it, it's not spoilers to say that they are, there, they are set out with the task of, of choosing who should survive, uh, and that scenario grows. But, you know, it's, it is uh, almost, a, I, I wonder where we we're going to go to start off with, because there was mentions of a, a pandemic, and I was thinking, is this going to be a pandemic film? And it's not. It is much more than that. You're not, it, it's, although it's of the moment, it's not exploiting a moment. Yes, sadly, the, the, the threat the, the, of, of the sort of global catastrophes, which has manifested in all of our lives, sort of stretches backwards and forwards in our, our mutual existence. It's not a pandemic movie. It's certainly not a quarantine movie. But yes, that's all in the mix. And anything which has a sort of a, a limit to the, the way in which we can interact around it and, and seeing what comes from that, you know, it does challenge us and, and what we see in our own lives and our own world and gives us something to think about with the philosophy. And uh, we see so many uh, youngsters these days struggling with the situation they find themselves in. Again, this, I think, it, it gives them good food for thought and hopefully brings them through the... The, the thought processes which actually can give them a, a positive outlook and, and it's it's although I haven't seen the end yet but as, as I stand at the moment I, I, I kind of feel good about the way I see the characters interacting and I'm hoping that that stays the, all the way through but no don't spoil it for me I, I wouldn't dare spoil it for you but what you just said is my greatest hope for it that it offers food for thought I mean I, I, I love a movie that excites me when I watch it and bangs around in my head for a while afterwards you know something that lives a while maybe shakes you up jostles your internal organs a little bit and if if any of that is happening as a result of somebody watching this movie I'll, i will have feel it was an accomplishment uh, it's it is uh, from where i'm sitting an absolutely amazing movie uh, it is an honor to speak to you and it's an honor to watch and enjoy the cast who were making their way through what uh, is, is a, a challenge to come from anybody's mind and then will challenge the minds of others, which I really like in a film. There is a lot to this. And it's one of those I think you need to go back and, and maybe watch one or two times more to really get absolutely everything once you've started to see how these characters uh, are in this world. And, and even if it's just to go back and enjoy the Indonesian countryside once more, once you because you, you've got to make sure you see that as well as everything else you're seeing on screen. There's a, there's a lot to see here. Uh, available now via digital. Uh, what are our paths to go and see this film? Uh, you know, wherever you're, wherever you stream, wherever you get your digital downloads. Just search for the philosophers, and yeah. you will be uh, you know, promised uh, a treat for the eyes, ears, and mind. Uh, John Huddle's absolute honour to speak to you. As I say, a fantastic movie, and I look forward to your next piece of work with great anticipation. Jason, you are the reason that filmmakers love to make films. I am extremely grateful uh, for your interest and thanks to you for chatting today. And, and uh, I hope that your audience finds something um, to their liking in our film. Well, I'm, I'm very happy for them to be able to see it. Thank you. Mate Loaf is back on the road.
Craig Alford is off doing his thing. He's already had two gigs from the point at which we're talking now. He's got another one planned for later, and he hasn't got his wig out yet either. How are you doing, sir? I'm not too bad. I put my wig back on. <laughs> I mean, I've I've known you for a number of years, and we've had a great time seeing you perform as Meatloaf. You have been described as as, as better than Meatloaf stage shows in in, in some quarters. Uh, what you do is awesome. You bring the songs to life, and it must be great being back out doing that. Oh, it's amazing! It really is. It's been a long wait. It really, has been a long wait. But, because I mean, because you're used to working with a full band and a very full sound. The, the full outfit and, and and this was brought to life when we saw you back in the down stars in their eyes and that's got to be was it only 20 years ago now almost it's uh, 2004 2005 something like that and that must have been an awesome experience in itself oh yeah it, it was it really was really enjoy that one so i mean what what is the stage show these days how does it all work because unfortunately meatloaf no longer able to tour in the way that uh, he's uh, he has done in the past i think he's worn himself out the poor chap but th- those songs are powerful songs aren't they very oh, very powerful they do t- t- uh, tell its toll at the end of the night i tell you so i mean what what does the the show look like these days um it's a seven piece band that's including vocals so we have drums bass lead guitar keyboards Two uh, young ladies on uh, backing vocals who also take lead vocals on the duets, and uh, myself up front. And it must be great just getting back to it. That's that's a big part of it, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it, it, we were itching. We, we've been in contact with each other, although not not in the same social bubble as such. We've all been in contact doing Zoom calls and. Mm-hmm various different uh, social media get-togethers. And, I mean, this is something that you say you're taking back on the road. People can book you, and, and, and what have you got lined up? Because, obviously, you, this afternoon's gig will miss, because by the time this goes out, oh, they, we'll, we'll have missed that one. But is there anything on the way over the next weekend that we can look forward to? Uh, not with the banders yet, because we're still rehearsing, getting back to it. We've mm-hmm. got um, three nights rehearsals planned in for next week, and then three nights rehearsals planned in for the week after. Uh, ready for the big kickoff in July. We've got a couple of theatres in July, and uh, the Robin Two in Bilston, which is now called the Robin again, uh, in Bilston, on July the the twenty tooth, I think. <laughs> If it's mad as a mad thing. Ah, so that'll be, again, something to do. And, and get your tickets. So look for the robin.co.uk, I think, is the web address. Uh, if yeah. not, you'll find it somehow. And uh, get yourself along to see... Uh, you know, Meatloaf is obviously the... Uh, the man. Meatloaf is uh, is how we're saying it. Because we in proper black country, are we? Well, we've had to change the name again. To yeah. Be with you. We're now called Mate Live. Right. We had to change the name because uh, legal reasons. Okay, we won't we won't go too much into that. But believe it or not. Okay, but uh, that means we've got uh, new socials to look out for then. MateLive.co.uk, M-A-E-T-L-I-V-E.co.uk. And we get on Facebook, uh, Twitter and all the, the rest of the stuff, which I'm a little bit old for all that, so I'll leave it to the young uh, guitar player of the bandies. He's the cool dude. I bet this means that you haven't got to do selfies. He can take the pictures and share it that way. No, that's true. That's true. That's, that, <laughs> that, that works. It's trying to hold a, a hanky in one hand and a phone to do a selfie in the other. That can't be simple. So uh, at least you've got it. Sus. Yeah, yeah but where, where does it all go? So uh, that, yeah, well, that... let's, not, let's not discuss that. OK, let's, let's not go there. But as I say, it is an awesome experience. How you belt these out, I do not know. I, mean, I was lucky enough to be on the same row, kind of, as Meatloaf when I went to see Bat Out of Hell in London, which was absolutely awesome. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's a top... Have you had a chance to meet him? Have you ever had that opportunity? No, no, unfortunately, no. But, uh, I mean, the, the the music and the way you bring it to life, and obviously with the, the sad passing of Jim Steinman uh, this year as well, uh, it's all the more poignant that we enjoy some absolutely brilliant songs from that man's pen. And you recreating the uh, the Meatloaf experience as, as, as Mate Live is going to be uh, absolutely, truly awesome. Give us all those details again so people can find out when the gigs are and make sure they get along to them. Yeah, check our website here, matelive.co.uk, M-A-E-T-L-I-V-E. .co.uk Craig, always good to speak to you. I'm looking forward to getting to a gig soon. You're absolutely awesome. And uh, we shall enjoy the experience in the not-too-distant future. Yes, let's hope so. Thank you very much. The King's Parade have their much-anticipated and eagerly-awaited album available now. It is Waves, and to tell me more, Ollie's here. Hello, sir. Hello, hello. So uh, we've been catching up with singles coming out over the the last 12 months, and uh, this is the moment you have been waiting for, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. It seems like it's 
hard to believe it's actually arrived. So explain a little bit more uh, about the band for those who haven't picked up on what's going on so far. So we've been spending the last, I guess, 12 months releasing singles from our debut album. We've been we've been going for now around six, seven years. So it's a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Releasing EP after EP and then finally decided to, to buy the bullet and, and release a, a, the debut album. And yeah, couldn't be happier, to be honest. So what's the album made up of? Because if you've got a lot of EPs to there, it's kind of a bit tempting to, to bring it together into a, a semi-best stop. But is that what's happened here? So no, we've we decided to really kind of actually fully commit to, to running a, a long body of work and, and one that I wouldn't say it's 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 got a theme running through it. Uh, it's not a concept album in itself, but there's a concept that sits above it and kind of engulfs all the songs. But all of them were written specifically for this album. And with um, a, a, a sort of a source for the music, which has, has been through a, a really weird time with, with lockdown and everything. And has that added a, a flavour to it because it's kind of made you work harder to be able to create this? Yeah, it's been an interesting flavour. Because <laughs> you, you've been all over the place. I mean, we've spoken to you. Was, was it France you were in during one of our conversations? You've been yeah. here, there and everywhere. Yeah, I've been kind of running around trying to find a spot that, that feels comfortable during all this. But um, I, I wouldn't say I'd want to do it again this way. <laughs> uh, let me put it that way. It was, it's been tricky, but definitely interesting. Definitely interesting, I think. There's there's something to be said about being able to to kind of push to make it happen. I think that that adds that extra drive um, and, and that extra kind of mental block that you want to get past. You know, thinking will will we be able to tour this album um, and how do we want people to hear this? Um, and so going through going ahead with that decision and making and you know saying we're going to do it means that you really work that little bit extra. Yeah, because I mean, you're used to, to touring as well, aren't you? I mean, you, you've performed, even though you haven't had an album to push, uh, because you are uh, like a proper band and everything. Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so touring touring is like a, a huge part of our our band as well. Our live show is something we, we pride ourselves on. So it kind of, yeah, that's been really strange. I actually had my first show in a year and a half uh, last Thursday, um, and that was supporting Billy Lockett um, at the Clapham Grand, which was it was genuinely amazing, but very strange to suddenly get back back in the game all of a sudden. Yeah, but I would say you're used to playing up and down the country, though. I think that's that's a big part of it. And you, so you, you've made a name for yourself with the touring, but did, has, what's the album been like as far as responses go? Because I think this is where you make yourself uh, a great name when it comes to recorded stuff too. Yeah, it's been it's been amazing. It's been really amazing. I, I feel like everyone's appreciated, um, you know, the the difficulty of right now and how hard we've worked for this. Um, so we just we have just have so many messages and the response in terms of streams has been amazing. Um, we're also selling a record of vinyl and and the uptake on on the vinyl has been, to be honest, so surprising in a, in a great way. So yeah, it's been good. Signed copies as well. Is that just is you know doing course. autographs? Of course, double exclusive. Well, yeah, that's that. But, but that must make it uh, fun and make it all seem that, that little bit more worthwhile as well. The fact you're getting that sort of recognition, and it's not just from people who have uh, come to you because they are friends of friends of friends. This is actually uh, a much wider thing. And 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 the album itself, uh, it, it must be great to to get that feeling of excitement when somebody else is as thrilled by your work as you are. Absolutely, I, I think it's always a bit scary, isn't it, when you. We, we we didn't venture too far from our old sound. It's just that we evolved it. But you're always a bit nervous as to, you know, if if people are going to respond correctly and, and if they're going to like the new stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's been outstanding. And when it came to the writing, how how has that sort of been spread out amongst the four of you? We so the the whole way we, we make this work is that I usually will write kind of the melody. I love writing melodies. I'll usually write the the song structure, um, and then I bring it to the guys and then we kind of mess around with it and everyone lays their own kind of little flavor on top of it. Um, For this album, we actually, we gave ourselves a target of writing about 50 songs. Wow. Yeah, it was a a lot. It was a lot and and it was a very intense part of our, our writing. I guess the whole process because you start to, in a good way, you start to lose objective you know you start to really kind of just go crazy and just keep on writing and writing and writing um 
uh, eventually we, 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 we wrote all those songs and then it was like a, a process of whittling everything down into what we believed would be the perfect album. Well, Waves is exactly that, certainly from uh, yeah, the, the King's Parade fan base who are absolutely adoring it. So, uh, and then tell us a bit more about the cover art as well, because that uh, that ties in with the Waves theme, doesn't it? It, it does, and it was, uh, that's a genuine picture that we took uh, in Hampstead Heath. Uh, we went in one of the ponds, which you're not allowed to go in. Obviously it was COVID, so there was no kind of, uh, I mean, I think in general, it's not a good idea to go to the ponds. <laughs> so we hopped in, it was absolutely freezing. Um, but our photographer just had this this vision and, and, and really made it come to life. And then uh, Anna, who, who is the artist uh, throughout all of our records, just added on top of that and, and just made it pop out. I, I absolutely love that artwork. It's amazing. Well, it's, yeah, you, you suffered for your art, which is what counts as well. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, we look forward to seeing you back in the Midlands because, I mean, they, it's the fact you've toured through, uh, through the area, which is how we know about you here. Mm-hmm. And uh, where can we go to find out all that is going on with the gigs and, of course, get vinyl signed copies of the album, uh, knowing that you were uh, all absolutely froze to death whilst you took the photo for the front? Yes, exactly. Please support us, even just for that. Um, you can find everything on tkp.band. Um, in terms of touring, we have our uh, album release date in London on the 15th of July at Umira. And most likely, fingers crossed, that will be followed by a UK-wide tour very shortly. And fingers crossed, definitely, for that. I'm looking forward to getting along to a gig, so that should be rather a treat. And uh, just explain a little bit about your mascot as well, because we, we're on a Zoom call <laughs> to have this conversation, and, and someone called Dan popped up, and we thought he may have been joining us. So there's four in the band, but who's Dan? Dan is the secret fifth member. He, he doesn't play in the band, but he is. he has been kind of instrumental to a lot of... Uh, and he's kind of an Easter egg within the band universe because it's he, kind of your bears, is he, to, to the Stone Roses? Exactly, exactly. He pops up in virtually every music video that we've released this year. Um, he was our host. We did a fan quiz, and he was our host. He just he's he seems to always kind of be around on everything. He's such a good a good mate. So it's a it's a shame he's not back on for that one. Well, uh, we we look forward to seeing him on the tour as well. Then that could be uh, a, a special moment. Look out for Dan. That will work. Ollie yeah. from the Kingsborough. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, mate. The Childcare Bureau and LGBT Plus Sparkle recently appeared at a national event together talking about the work they've been doing. From the Childcare Bureau have Amy and also LGBT Plus Sparkle's Paul Ryder. Hello to you both. Morning, Jason. I'm OK, thanks. You, Jason? Yeah, we're all good here. So, first of all, Paul, tell us uh, a bit of the background to this one and how it came together. Amy spoke to our group, um, I think it was about three, four months ago, was it, Amy? Yeah. And um, the group were very engaging with Amy around fostering. Um, but Amy asked them, asked us if we'd love to um, do something because obviously the work that Amy does, and I think there was another organisation. My my agency, we celebrate um, something called Foster Care Fortnight, and it's a day in you know in May in May to celebrate fostering and raise awareness of foster carers. And you know myself and Paul have been working together for the past kind of three to four months. And we thought it would be great if Paul came along and spoke about how he supports members of, of the community and how, you know, we've worked together to kind of spread awareness and to kind of bust those myths, really, around fostering LGBT. Um, so yesterday he was part of a national event, which was absolutely fabulous. Um, he discussed everything about the group. Um, he discussed how your, you know, how your group found um, the work I've done with them in terms of presenting and talking to them about um, fostering um, so it's been really, really great for us, hasn't it, Paul? Definitely. Um, it's amazing what we did together. And also there's so many myths and barriers still in the LGBT community. I think, like I said, some of these children might have been like abused or yeah. different various reasons. And it's about giving that child, I think of the word, giving that child um, to flourish in society and a loving, kind home. And it's just helping children in need. 
Yeah, because yeah. I mean, fostering itself uh, can be a stepping stone to adoption. Uh, it could be a period that child just needs to be uh, away from the environment and it gets them out of feeling institutionalised and uh, when children's homes can sometimes be a little more difficult uh, for some than others. So, you know, it, it is about that best opportunity. And, and Amy, it, it, when it comes down to you know, people looking after kids in the community, you're really just looking for someone with a kind heart. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. It's about people, individuals, couples, families, single people offering a child a safe and loving home, somewhere just where they can feel and feel safe, be themselves and just flourish really mm-hmm. and i mean fostering itself it does have a massive support structure behind it too so you're not taking this on on your own no you know it's you know essentially you are caring for that child or young person but in terms of what's built around you um so our agency it's your social worker um it's your family support worker it's your man the managers of the agency they're there to kind of support you step at a time help you through anything that that is difficult um because there's ups and downs to fostering um it's not always easy um so the support you do receive um especially from our agency it's it's there it's constant um you know we don't expect carers to feel alone we want carers to know that they've got us to lean on mm-hmm. if they you know if they need anything uh, Paul, what sort of response have you had from your group? Has there been interest in possibly taking up a, a fostering role? Um, not at the moment, but I know that one person from the transgender community said, well, it's something they would love to um, consider maybe later on in the future. And um, I think I connected that person with Amy. Yeah. So it went really well and there was loads of different questions being answered, which I felt sorry for Amy. I was going, I've got to answer all these questions, but she did amazing. But it's sowing the seeds and it's about having those conversations. It might not even be a direct link. It could be something that somebody then talks about in, in a pub or in, in a family yeah. environment later on. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is about building a circle of, of people who have got you know, the, the time, uh, the energy and the, the interest in helping out some of these kids. Of course. Of course, completely right. That's absolutely correct. I mean, and that's kind of what Paul and I um, discussed yesterday on our event, really. It was about... You know, essentially fostering is being able to offer a child or young person, you know, a place to call home. Um, And it was really important to have Paul on there as a guest on our fostering event, just because of the work you do with your group, reaching out to those who need support in the LGBT plus community. Um, And really just to kind of talk about how your group received the information I shared around fostering. Um, You know, it was something your group had never heard before. Um, I was... I suppose I was the first conversation I had, you know, that was about fostering with your group. Um, so it was just kind of great to know your point of view, your outlook on it, how your group found it. Um, and it was a really, really great event. Mm-hmm. So um, give us a, just a bit of the background and the way in which uh, fostering actually works and the, and the sort of timescales involved. Yeah. It's to foster a child, to foster with our agency. Um, there is a kind of a few steps you do have to go through before you do become approved. Um, all in all, it's around a four-month process um, from the day you pick up the phone to us and say, you know, hello, I'm interested in fostering, um, right up until you're approved foster carer with Child Care Bureau when you're ready to care for a child or young person. So if fostering was something you wanted to do, um, you'd speak with myself. So I'm the care recruitment officer of the agency. Mm-hmm. Um, I support people in the initial part of assessment. So... I will talk them through what the assessment's about. I will talk them about the fostering role, training, everything that's involved. I will sit down with them or their families um, and kind of give them an insight into what to expect if they wanted to go in to assessment to become an approved um, foster carer. And you're looking for people from all backgrounds, ethnicities, and uh, it it, it is really, it's about just having that space in your home to be able to uh, help out a child at the worst time in their lives. Yeah, completely right. That's that's essentially what, you know, what fostering is. We just need someone just to care, just to love and just to support a child or young person. So as an agency, Child Care Bureau, Bureau just reaching out to anybody, mm-hmm. anybody from any, like you said, Jason, ethnic background, um, different sexual, you know, what their sexual preference is. It doesn't matter to us as an agency. It's about how you can provide for mm-hmm. a child or young person. And how long does a fostering placement normally last for? Could it be weeks, months, or sometimes years? Yeah. The thing is, it's you, you, we don't know. It's a child in your care. It's all, it's all about kind of the outcomes with birth parents. So 
it, there's no kind of exact time how we know, you know, how we could say this is exactly how long this child's going to be with you. Sometimes it could be a week, like you said, it could be a month, it could be a year, or it could be until that child reaches 18. Um, so it could be a long-term fostering um, placement, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very kind of, it's unknown because fostering is just providing that con- that instant protection, that care for a child or young person to get them out of any terrible place they're in previously with their with its family or people they know. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's basically taking them out of a dangerous situation, putting them into a caring home and letting them have a, a normal life that's the thing isn't it it's again it's not it's not about you know, bunk beds in a big you know, care home and uh, effectively and it, it's it's about actually having a home life uh, even if it is just right for a short medium or long-term placement uh, it's about giving them what they need at that time and allowing them to be ready for what they have going forward completely it's routine is it the simple things that many of us have had in our childhoods you know just growing up having a routine being you know those sorts of things and a lot of children still stay miss out on those things and they deserve it and you know talking about it it's talking about fostering reaching out to people mm-hmm. around fostering even if it doesn't go anywhere you know no one needs you don't have to foster it's it's what's best for you and your family it's just sending that message out there yeah but certainly have that conversation if it's something you think might work for you yeah. then uh, have that chat and you could be helping somebody else out at the same time of course, of course. So where do you go for more information about the work that you're doing? So you can visit um, www.nationalfosteringgroup.co.uk. Um, yes, we are Childcare Bureau, but we are part of a larger national organisation um, called National Fostering Group. And if you visit there, you'll be able to find us to get in contact with myself. Um, my email, my number is on that website. Um, and please do pick up the phone if you're interested anyone you know i'm happy to have that conversation even if it's just to find out more it's mm-hmm. better than not talking about it yeah even if it's to find out if it's not for you at least you yeah. know either, either way you, you, it could be it does turn out to be what you're looking for and paul obviously you've got lots of links within the community lgbt sparkle having regular meetings at the moment still on zoom give us all the details of what's going on where and when you can find us on facebook lgbt plus sparkle social group wolverhampton um, and surrounding areas um if you want to email us, it's lgbtqsparkle at gmail.com. And I'd like to say thank you for Amy and the team for giving us the privilege of going out in a national event. So thank you, Amy. No no worries, Paul. It's been an absolute pleasure to work with yourself and Marcus um, and your group. Honestly, it's been absolutely brilliant. And it's something that's needed. It needed to be talked about, didn't it, Paul? It's yeah, something it we is, thought, definitely. you know. Let's spread awareness together. Let's work together and do this together. Keep up the good work from both sides. Amy from the Child Care Bureau and Paul from LGBT for Sparkle. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Back with episode 623 next week. I hope to see you then. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.